0: Welcome to Intuition Your First Sense, the podcast that demystifies intuition, combines coaching, practical daily advice, um, as well as a bit of humor, uh, hopefully an encouragement to not take this whole life thing so seriously, uh, but to actually blend The soul self in with the human self so that we can begin to appreciate it and to really enjoy this process that we're here for. So I appreciate you tuning in and for you being part of this experience. This is season four. Season four of the podcast. I'm so excited. I always intended to keep going, you know, even if it was just me talking to myself, I do that a lot anyway, so why not keep going? With the feedback that I'm getting, I'm so grateful that people are enjoying it, getting some information, allowing themselves to spend a little time appreciating who they are and learning how to merge the physical and the non-physical because that's really my intention. The reason it's called Intuition Your First Sense is I truly believe that it is our first sense. We came in with this and it's something that we then merge with the other senses that we have, our seeing, our feeling, our hearing, all of it together. But that takes some direction, it takes some practice, and it takes some intention. You know, even though it's there very much as a part of our wiring, it definitely takes some consistent practice and some application. So. That's what I intend to bring to you, along with coaching from 20 years of experience, some humor, and some appreciation for who you are and what you've come to experience, and uh, just to create a community and to have some fun around this. So, this I thought we'd kick the season off with a bit of a Mythbuster episode. In the years of doing coaching, there have been some repeating messages that people have come to me with, and that they've heard elsewhere, that they've read, um, that they've you know, maybe just intuited themselves. Nah, no, that's not exactly true, because if you intuit it yourself, it's likely coming from your knowing and your spirit. So, is it really a myth? Mm, That could be a whole other podcast, (laughs) so whole other episode. This one, I want to talk about five to start off. There are so many, but we're going to start with five. And part of this is because if we can do an episode where what others have brought and some of the stuff that I thought at some point along the way and then realized when I tuned in and just got a little bit more practice that nah this is just some fallacies that are being presented and i'm i hold the the both the hope and somewhat of a belief that people aren't intending to mislead although there are some players out there so the top 5 that i hear on a regular basis and these are usually people who are coming in for an initial session before we get into coaching or you know the ones that come to me quarterly for their updates um one what does one client call it her oil change (laughs) she comes in for her oil change and her tire rotation every three months so um which i'm fine with it's great to be able to see the progress in between so the first one that comes up and Let me just preface this with, I totally know, I am not the end all be all. I am not the, I don't wanna be anybody's guru because I believe it's spelled G-U-R-U for a reason, like you're your own guru. Um, So take what resonates, throw out the rest. These are the things that I have learned. And when I see the relief in people, I have to believe that there's some knowing that is perhaps at a deeper level for you as well. So the first one is unconditional love. We are or have been instructed to believe that there are avenues and there are relationships that bring unconditional love. I just don't believe that. And that's not to say that there's not deep love and there's not committed and ooey gooey and soul level love. Absolutely. There is. Unconditional love, I just don't think is possible in being human because everything we have has a condition to it. And whether that's we're eating to stay alive, uh, whether that is um, we are providing a service for someone and they're paying us, or we are contributing to the universe as a whole. There is a condition to everything because there's an equal and opposite reaction, right? So there's a response system to all that we do. We can authentically give, absolutely. And we can give without connection. That's possible, very possible, to give without a desire for reciprocation or um, that you owe me factor, right, where you're keeping score. So unconditional love though, I feel like has been misleading, especially parents for so long because we're led to believe that we're supposed to have unconditional love for our children. And I don't think that's possible either because they want to be fed. Um, they're responding to you because of their need for survival. Um, and they are hopefully reflecting the love that you are giving them, but it's still got some conditions on it. And I, the reason I bring it up is not to disappoint, but to free us because if you're someone who wants to be in a deep relationship, um, or chooses to have children, um, or even has a pet. Um, I know my rabbit loves me most days. (laughs) He's got a little bit of a curmudgeon attitude some days, but he really loves me because I give him those pellets and I know that and that makes me happy because it cracks me up that we have an honest relationship. I might get nose kisses if I give him a good treat. Um, afterwards, if he doesn't suspect there's a tree, there's no nose kisses coming coming my way. And I love animals for this honesty. And so I feel like it can bring some relief to say that if you're striving for unconditional love, you may be getting in the way of a relationship, expanding and growing because there's a, and you might be picking on yourself, which would be getting in the way of the relationship with you because, you know, maybe the doubt is there. You're saying, how come I can't love conditionally? It totally ticked me off that they did this or I just don't feel that level of love. It's kind of like when people say, "Um, I'm finding my life purpose. Oh, that'll be the next episode of Mythbusters because we got to relax around that too. So if you look at unconditional love as something that is not attainable, you can actually arrive in authentic, deep, humorous, um, um, compassionate, collaborative love because it takes the pressure away of trying to attain a level that perhaps in a knowing space in all of us We know it doesn't exist. So we all have different levels of which we love, um, so many different layers. I've often felt like the English language was lacking because it doesn't have the multiple layers of descriptor for love, which is a verb anyway, um, and a feeling and all of that. So if you are someone who has not been able to achieve unconditional love, congratulations because you are being honest with yourself and with the relationships that are within. And I also feel like that can help you to relax and perhaps that the um, behaviors of others are less annoying because you know, I don't have to go there. I simply have to be in a place of appreciation, of experience, of joy, um, and honesty. So that's the first part of uh, the first myth. And when I come back, we will do the the rest. But I'd like to give a little bit of a break in the beginning to, let's face it, put the sponsor ad. Who's the sponsor? Me. So I'll be back. Did you know that most people work with me as a coach because they want to move forward in their professional lives and then they realize once we start working together that it's a whole person approach and I am going to help them move through their blocks, their fears, some of the trauma they've experienced and to create a much more aligned life. So many times I hear, this is not what I thought I was signing up for. And that's such wonderful feedback to have because if you're signing up and working with a coach and everybody does it the same, are you really being seen as an individual? At Vicky Baird Coaching, I do it all as an individual and I would love to work with you. Go to vickybaird.com to check it out and see if you'd like to work with me. Welcome back. Thank you for hanging out and being willing to hear what my other four are. So the number two is a kind of a mixture of self-help message and energy practices. So it has to do with the law of attraction. And the message is that spirit will do it for me. I just need to hand it over to uh, God, Allah, Buddha, Big Kahuna, Spirit, Universe, um, Gaia, whatever your belief is and whomever and whatever energy is there supporting you. And, but the message of spirit will do it for me is not accurate because this is a collaborative relationship, much like I was talking about with unconditional love. There is a um, need, actually, that if we're participating in this human experience, that we are participating, that we are contributing and we are doing the action. You know, human beings are very action oriented. You can wish, you can hope, you can do vision boards, you can do all of that. But if you don't move, thy arse and you don't take some action and you don't um, engage in your own experience, your own emotions, in your own world, you know, things just aren't going to manifest. So while I do believe that there's a component in here of you can release tension around something. So the idea of surrender is such a beautiful thing. It's not about defeat. It really is that I choose to leave the act of resistance. I choose to (sighs) surrender. Like when you're floating in a beautiful lake, looking up at the sky, um, the act of surrender says, I understand that I'm not in control of it all. And I'm not asking another entity being energy to do it all for me as well. So the, it's up to spirit. Um, this must have been, um, the divine path or I had to experience that in order to learn. So most of this comes up around trauma related work and, or someone trying to, I think minimize their own pain and minimize what they're going through. So to be able to say, I learned from something fantastic. To say I had to go through it in order to learn growth or expansion in when it comes to something that was incredibly difficult, I think sometimes that's also handing over power, um, handing over pride in yourself. Like I do not for one moment believe I had to be a child who was beat often in order to learn something. Granted, I did get to learn to stand up for myself and to not do that to my children, but I'm pretty sure I would have gotten there anyway without having my cage rattled so often. So I I hear this a lot with people when they've gone through difficult relationships or lost a job or an illness. Oh, I hear this so much. Yes, you are learning. I don't wanna minimize or take away the learning aspect of being here because I truly believe this is a school that we're attending. It never lets out for the summer. (laughs) It's an ongoing process, but we can't just hand everything over nor minimize our participation. See how there's a nice middle ground there. There's a sweet spot of, I absolutely have to do something here to move myself forward and I get to feel pride about who I am and, and what I have learned from this. So the next time, if you hear this happening it, within yourself, or you hear words or someone else is saying it, but you don't have to speak up. If you hear it within yourself, stop a moment and think about a, a, a reciprocation process, kind of like a feedback loop. You send out the energy, the energy from the universe comes back. You calibrate a little bit, you send out more energy, the energy comes back. So that you can get into um, an ease and flow with the universe that helps you to create what you want to create without thinking that you have to hand it over and abdicate responsibility or um, not be able to have any of the, the pride You know, most of us can handle self-pride and not get a fat head. So it just has to be in balance, just like everything else in this universe. So the one I heard recently, and it reminded me that I've heard this a lot, used to be more so when we had the store and more people were coming in for practice, you know, for um, ritual, candles, incense, that kind of stuff. And there happens to be someone in my general location who promotes this message. So I've had to often re-educate people into the fact that this is not the case. So no one can put a curse on you. I It, it takes everything I have not to be mouthy about this or to go to the person I know is doing this, but that's not my job. I feel like my role in this, on this planet, in this universe is to bring the information that I know, not necessarily be the know it all. And I've heard this recently where someone said, well, I just have a curse where relationships, someone put a curse on me I'm being cursed by past lives. No. <laughs> I know there are practices and I respect people's beliefs and everything, but unless you are a participating member in this and you truly believe that someone has a power over your energy, over your mindset, over your heart and your knowing, then this just isn't possible. So this is an example of wanting to hand over any responsibility, I think, or desire to not apply whatever it is you're here to learn. So in the instance of, I have had a curse placed on me, that's why I can't have decent relationships. Well, no, I'm, I'm sorry, you just need to look at the relationship with yourself. And then you need to look at each individual relationship and see how are you contributing And what needs to shift? And perhaps there's a therapist involved. Maybe there's a coach involved. Your spiritual leader involved. As long as it's not the combination, the the communication that someone else has the power over how you think, how you operate, and how you resonate. So, while there may be stumbling blocks, and while there may be energy that's crowded, or or like your energy fields may have traffic jams in them. And you might need to do some clearing, and that could affect who you're bringing into your world and therefore make it seem like there's some kind of curse because you've done everything, tried everything, thought you had uncovered everything. But, you know, we have those cute little layers where there's always more to learn. So please don't abandon yourself by thinking that there's some curse going on or that someone else has that power because you owe it to yourself to understand your own wiring. That's why you came in as a soul. Every person came in to understand themselves and then to be of service in some way, um, to be helpful and to expand through that process. So if someone tells you that in a session, just get up and leave, get up and leave. (laughs) You may need to clear energy, you may need to smudge, a sea salt bath is wonderful, but this is all the energy field stuff where it just gets, um, congested or polluted by your thought process, you know, who you're experiencing in your life. If someone suggests that, and goodness gracious, if they say they can remove it for $700, which it seems to be the going rate in town right now, um, leave and maybe consider reporting it because that's extortion. So, This leads me into karma and past lives. And I'm not going to get into a big discussion and just do it. These are kind of the overviews of the things I hear and how I'm hoping to help people understand from my perspective, from my knowing, um, and to have a little bit more sense of agency in your life and, and self direction. So karma, I don't believe in it. (laughs) Truthfully. I believe in a continuation of our learning process. And while I do believe that we are a cellular continuation of where we've been, I completely believe in past lives. I trust that we bring forth Our skill sets and our abilities and I often joke that part of the reason I can read energy so well is that I must have done my homework in a past life because in this one although I love homework I have um, been feeling my way through it and 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 trusting what is of the best direction for myself I don't believe we carry karmic debt I understand when people are saying it and I don't go into a whole correction thing because that's not necessarily my role. What I talk about is what are you feeling? How is it impacting you? What feels familiar in this and how can we shift it today? Because honestly, whether you call it karma, whether you call it a a learning curve, whether you call it expansion growth it's pretty much all the same thing. However, when it comes to the message of you have a karmic debt to repay, and that's why you're suffering in this lifetime, that's just such a disservice because what are you going to do? Go back through your rewind your life, go back through and, and pay back whatever you did back then. No, figure out what's going on now. If there are behaviors that you are engaging in in this lifetime that need some shifting, do it. This is nothing to do with the fact that you didn't pay someone in a past life so you have major debt now. You likely have major debt because you got a lot of education or you spend too much. Look at your budget. <laughs> Look at your own prosperity plan, apply that and 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 stop blaming it on the fact that you didn't pay a debt in previous lives, whether that was emotional, spiritual, literal in a uh, fiscal sense or in a uh, family dynamic. So the more we feel empowered within ourselves, Honestly, we're really going to heal everything that's in our space or has been part of our experience. And that includes the relationships here and now I believe in past lives, but I also really believe there's a reason they're in the past and that rear view mirror analogy where you can look up and occasionally check into it, like, does this feel familiar? Does this feel like something I've been through before? Can I draw on that as an experience? But the windshield's bigger. So let's look where we're going and and just harness all of the, the skills and, and um, information that we already have. And that would be much more productive, helpful, loving. Um, and it will ripple out into universal forces for, the best of all so you do not have any debts to pay back for your parents for your family for some educator or some political party you don't you have a responsibility to the here and now get on that. so the fifth one is one I hear a lot and as people say think positively you just need to think positively don't let the negative thoughts come into place How's that working for you? Our brain works in um, opposites, black, white, left, right, up, down, you know, sad, happy, although they can intertwine. Um, so how are you supposed to stop your brain exactly from having what are called or termed negative comments, negative thoughts? I don't know about you, but I know you can minimize it because I've done it, but You can't stop it completely without being so hyper-focused on what you're thinking that you're not present. So a positive, negative, why don't we leave that for batteries? Because there it plays a role. It's important to have that positive and negative so that whatever you want to be powered gets powered. How about we think of it, is that a supportive thought process pattern for me or is this unsupportive? Is it non-supportive of where I feel like I know myself to be in this moment or where I would like to be progressing? When you think of it in that way, there's not the connotation that you're doing something wrong. When it's positive and negative, especially in the self-help world, there's a big push to not look at Anything, that's a double negative, huh? To not look at anything that's negative. And that just doesn't work for me because often that's where the value is. In looking at something that is not supportive, because why are you feeling the rub? It's not supporting you. What is it that your system wants? Supportive. So if you give the brain space to that as well, and you're willing to say, is this a supportive friendship? Is, this way, is the way that I'm eating supportive to my body? Is um, the family member that I'm still communicating with even though we have very little in common and there's no reciprocation, is that supportive to my, my overall being? Is my spiritual practice supportive to me? is the critic in my head supportive to me? Uh, It's going to live there. It's just a matter of does it get the whole top floor or does it get a, a space in the back that's still lovely because sometimes that voice helps us to be done with the things that are not supporting us. So positive, negative, if you're hearing that, if you're the one sharing it, maybe you can think of it as a way of I'm going to become more aware of the energy of which I'm speak in which I'm speaking. And how would that feel more supportive to me? I'm not talking about lying to yourself at all. Honesty is always the best policy, especially from thoughts or feelings. But if you're trying to cram yourself into be positive all the time, eventually you're going to be miserable because it's not sustainable. It kind of circles back to that unconditional love thing. It's just too high of a bar. And how would we ever create change if something didn't feel supportive? So follow yourself around, think about it. And for goodness sakes, if you are someone that says, cancel, cancel, after you say something negative, stop it. You know, (laughs) this, this is not hocus pocus. It doesn't work. Besides, there's no instant manifestation. So if you said something, there's your truth look at it be willing to question it ask what did i mean by that because sometimes things slip out of this hole in our face before we even realize it but there's some beautiful truth behind it so these are the five that came up off the top of my head because they're the ones i hear the most i hope they're helpful to you and i really look forward to the rest of season four and the interviews and any suggestions you have thank you so much for your reviews i'm still doing that um giveaway so go on subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen leave a review send me a screenshot of the review And uh, we will put you into a drawing for a uh, session with me. So I appreciate you being part of this and contributing your energy and for being able to connect all over this beautiful globe and beyond. (laughs) So have a great week. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at at Coach Vicky Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at vickybaird.com/slash/booking. That's v-i-c-k-i-b-a-i-r-d.com/slash/booking. Thank you again, and see you on the next episode.